All right, we're in. I got to ask, is that a wood-brimmed fedora? That is a wood-brimmed fedora. How how are you, Mr. Sex? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You okay. got a wood-brimmed fedora, and you continually hook up with all kinds of people. So here's the thing about that wood-brimmed fedora. That is not... Uh, that that was a fr- I did not pay for that. I I figured it was given to you as a post night uh, of passion gift. You think that was a post coital gift? Was the wooden brim fedora? I figure, uh, ladies. How ca- bad do you think I did? Uh, I thought you did excellent, and she was carrying it, and she was waiting to give it to a guy that had earned it. <laughs> it's a golden slipper style situation. Yeah, whoever the wood brimmed fedora fits on shall be her king. <laughs> it does not fit on my head, by the way. It oh. is very rigid. Too. Too big, too small. Uh, too small. Okay. Uh, so I can wear it on the top of my head. But it, yeah, it's a wood brim fedora. Apparently, it costs like three hundred dollars. Oh my god! And uh, no, it wasn't a gift. I someone stole it in New Orleans, and then I stole it off of them because they left it. Oh, and you didn't steal it if they left it. They left it at the Fred's house, and I started wearing it. And they're like, "All right, well now." And I'm like, "This is the dumbest thing. I'm going to need this at some point." Yeah. I played a character with it called William S. Berg. You know what it looks like? It looks like when someone hangs the head of like uh, a deer they hunted, <laughs> but it looks like you just hunted uh, a nerd. I killed the most pretentious music nerd yeah. in Williamsburg. That's not true. I'm still alive. No, you're not in Williamsburg. Oh, uh, where are we? We're in Ridgewood. Sorry. Yeah, we're in Ridgewood. Oh, no, I'm getting doxxed by my own podcast. Are we recording? We are recording. Happy Dox Day. <laughs> Everybody knows in the second life we all come back sooner or later As anything from a pussy cat to a man-eating alligator The way you all may think my story is more fiction than it's fact But believe it or not, my mother did Decided she'd come back as a car She's a very old riding star A 1928 Ford Dear. She helps me through everything I do And I'm so glad she's here I'm <laughs> my mother of the car I'm my mother of the car uh, Welcome to Bottle Episodes Alright, this week we're talking about uh, you, Generally you also say welcome to Bottle well, Episodes Welcome to Bottle Episodes And then you say who you are You're right, listen, that's my bad Routine is important, I get uh-huh. that uh, Okay, uh <laughs> So, yeah, welcome to Bottle Episodes. My name is Dave Piccolomini. I'm Daniel Crow. No guest today. No, this is a solo pod. And in tradition of our last solo pod, we're doing another car-themed episode. <laughs> last time we did As the Wrench Turns, Oof. the Car Talk cartoon. I don't know. Honestly, My Mother the Car? That this is Yeah, this is instead of it being your uncles being into cars, this is a mom car. Yeah, moms wouldn't like this show. N- I don't. Why wouldn't they like this show? Because no one would like this show. You know, you're making a great point. Okay, so the basic premise: this show takes place from 1965 to 1966, and it's a story of the relationship between a man and his mother. The latter having been reincarnated as a 1928 Porter automobile. So it's even like a 40 year old car then. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. Like, if that's you were the to car the, she knows. If you were to make this show today, it shouldn't be a brand new car. I Although I guess that does raise questions of how reincarnation works. This car was just existing for because they say his mom died in like 1949. 
So she would have known about like more. Yeah, this car lacked sentience, and then at some point, had her thrust into it. Yes, and then she sat dormant for, you know, fifteen years waiting for her son to come by the car. No, I I think it's because they kind of explained in the beginning. Don't worry, guys. They try to explain the premise. Truly, they try to like really be like, don't worry, it makes sense. Turns out anyone can actually come down from heaven. Uh, but the problem is it's so great. Nobody wants to. She's the rare person that wants to come back to. So in a sense, she's a fallen angel, a lot like Lucifer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she... my mother, the demonic car. Yeah. She should have been a Mustang. Yeah. My mother, the Mustang, actually. But it's a horse. It's just a horse that is my mom. Yeah. I... This is an origin story for Bojack Horseman. So before we get into the actual plot of the episode, I think you've summed up basically what the show is. This guy's mom. Has been reincarnated as a car. She gives him advice. She's trying to help him. She She's trying to help him. That's why she came back down. Because she, she the, does oh. cause every problem, though. Yeah. She causes all the problems and then helps him. But I think we should get into a little bit of the history of the show before we get into absolutely the actual Let's do plot. It. Because this is a notoriously bad show. Yes. Uh, TV Guide ranked it the second worst of all time behind only Jerry Springer. And that feels unfair to Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer accomplished what it set out to do. <laughs> they were voting mostly on like social reasons when this show came out. They put Jerry Springer number one. Yeah. That said, I don't think My Mother the Car is a good show. I don't think it is the second worst show of all time. No, the pilot had jokes that made me laugh. The, the jokes were not the thing that appealed to me in the pilot at all. The psychological terror aspects where no one <laughs> believed him about the car are what appealed to me. There were brief moments where I'm like, did Ari Aster make this? <laughs> where he'd my be like, my, my mom's in the car. And he'd be like, honey, are you crazy? Just that... slowly getting put in a mental hospital. Yeah. But, um... No, there is a level of... I, I also like it, it. It has that thing where it's... I feel like the reason people hated this show... Is because in 1965, this was just a weird, preposterous idea. I think I know fully the reasons people hated this show. Why? One is, we briefly talked about this during Whoops, where I thought Whoops wasn't going to have a laugh track and be way ahead of its time. This doesn't have a laugh track at all. I didn't notice that, there's but you're totally right. There's zero laugh track in My Mother the Car. In a comedy in the 60s, there's no laugh track. So yeah. people are confused right off the bat. They're like, it doesn't sound like an audience. Yeah. Who's enjoying this show? It's also because it's not filmed live. Yeah. That would be hard. Mm -hmm. What with the car? Yes, yeah, so they just opted no laugh track. And I don't pretend to be an expert in the history of laugh track, but I would imagine this is a very early example of a no laugh track show. Yeah, that's a comedy. Right. Um, I had not thought about that. Like, uh, that. Like, what are the oldest comedies with no laugh track? But, yeah. yeah this has got to be up there. But that is the thing of, like, I was enjoying it more, and that's probably part of it, is the laugh track wasn't taking me out. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the other reasons people might hate it are the pedigree of the people involved and the other things they made. Oh. The creators of this show, the year before, created The Munsters. Oh, my God. They had a hit running while my mother, the car, was on the air. So it was one of those things, uh, Alan Burns and Chris Hayward. Yeah, one of those guys is going to go on later to create the Mary Tyler Moore show. Oh, so, so this is this is very much paralleled with our Lancelot Link episode. <laughs> These guys in the '60s who are crushing it because they were involved in a ton of stuff, and then they go and do this weird passion project, and it's terrible. I do love those like weird yes endings that do mm -hmm. that have to happen. It's like 
wait, but what if we did my mother the car? And this is also the first or one of the first credits of James L. Brooks. Ooh, James James L. Brooks was a writer on My Mother the Car. Oh, my God. It's where he meets one of the guys, and they create Mary Tyler Moore together. And then from there, yeah, everything. Here's the thing about... Uh, yeah, James L. Brooks, for anyone Simpsons. unaware, he was the executive producer of The Simpsons for television. He's also a very successful filmmaker. He made huge box office hits. He's got an Academy Award for Best Director. One of his films won Best Picture. Which one? Which Terms of it? Endearment. Terms of Endearment. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, but those guys ended up having things that penetrated pop culture over the years. So specifically Mary Tyler Moore and the Simpsons, yeah. which parodied My Mother the Car multiple times. <laughs> this would just be a forgotten show if these guys weren't willing to laugh at themselves. Oh, that's interesting. Because so, they're like, it's yeah. so ridiculous, we got to make fun of yeah, it. Yeah, can you believe we made that show about My Mother the Car? So those massively popular shows are making fun of this. People are going to go, oh, it's oh, the that's worst. the worst. Yeah. But, it, yeah. It probably was just also production hell to work on. It probably was not fun, but I would imagine there are much worse shows to watch. Yeah, I on. guess I'm. I'm. Re- they replaced like it's kind of a inv- inversion. It's a. It's a very weird inversion of the like talking animal thing, like where you have an animal give you mystical advice. Yeah, you don't actually have to do multiple takes for the car. The light yeah, flashes on right. the radio to show that it's talking, and it's fine. It's yeah. That is the that's the smart move. If it had been Lancelot Link Secret Taxi, yeah, want to run for ten years. <laughs> Honestly, that Lancelot Link's Your Taxi probably would have been a better show. <laughs> it's I a taxi cab that spies on people? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I'm on board. Your Knight Rider existed and ran for many years. But um, I also think the other reason people hate this show is that it clearly gives up on what it wants to be halfway through. The pilot. It just gives up. What do you mean? Well, I saw an interview with, I think, Alan Burns okay. on YouTube. And he's saying they envisioned it as a satire of a lot of the shows that were on at the time with just these preposterous, fantastic premises like I Dream of Genie or so, uh, Bewitched or The Flying Nun where it was... The fl- it just wait, had, what is The Flying Nun? that with Sally Field. I don't know this one. It's not seen as a bad show, so we're never going to watch it. Okay. I mean, I might um, at some point. No, like her habit picks up air and she's able to fly. What? Yeah. Oh, this ran for. Oh, is this a movie? No, I think it just didn't last very long. Oh no, it landed. Oh, it lasted for three seasons. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Eighty-two episodes. Yeah. I I'm surprised you're like a TV obsessive. I'm surprised you haven't heard of the Flying Nun. I am too. Listen, there's so much. Yeah. I didn't. It's also that weird thing. It's so funny because everybody is like, the landscape around TV, like the cultural landscape, it's still in the framework of. I watch this show. Everybody watches this show. I've not seen The Flying Nun. I'm just familiar with it. No, but you forget that these people, like, everybody gets their starts in weird places, and then they're the breakout star from some other thing. But it's like, oh, yeah, they've just been, like, The Flying Nun. No, she wasn't. She had already broken out because of Gidget, I think. Oh, I don't. I don't. If I'm so. Okay. Well, this has now turned into a Sally Field history podcast. I think people would prefer that. If I remember correctly, Gidget was the show she was in originally, but it got canceled very early. But then they needed to just like fill time between seasons. Yeah, she was in 32 episodes of Gidget. Yeah, so Gidget lasts one season, then they just need to fill time, and then people fall in love with Gidget in reruns. And they still have her under contract, and they make her do The Flying Nun. So she's a star off Gidget, and then they do The Flying Nun. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I 60s television, once you get into the more weirder ones, I start, like, I haven't niched 
Uh, apparently, out. I know this stuff, so yeah, happy to help. This sounds like trivia for you more than yeah. Um, oh wow! So she was like a teenage. I didn't realize Sally Field has been famous for this long. Yeah, you she, know what? she really came to prominence with me with Mrs. Doubtfire. Isn't she also in Terms of Endearment? Isn't this coming full circle? Listen, I was a child not watching Terms of Endearment. Is she in Terms of Endearment or I making that up? I don't know. It feels like a movie she would be in. This is getting... Anyway, My Mother the Car. Uh, yeah, My Mother the Car. So uh, they give up on the premise halfway well, through. Well, no, because that was the thing. He was saying that they wanted to make a satire of those sort of fantasy comedies where the premise is inherently ridiculous. Yeah. And for about half the episode, I actually see it as an effective satire where he's essentially being gaslit about the nature of this car's talking. And the <laughs> jokes are few and far between. It's just, it's just a reality of... <laughs> Like, if a car could talk, how would people react? They would treat you like you're crazy. Yeah. Sally Field's not in terms of... No, that. it's Deborah Winger and Shirley MacLaine. Yeah, sorry, Sally. I mixed you up with Shirley. I knew I was wrong. Um, <laughs> um, I realized I might have also been thinking of uh, that uh, in terms of engagement. Different altogether. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, if you were like, I have a genie, people would be like, you're insane. That yeah, would yeah, be yeah. that would be a psychological drama more than anything, and also they. There's no reason the car can't talk to other people. She just refuses. Yeah, I think she knows that it would cause like mass hysteria. Once she can tell his wife. Also, I don't know why they're not just telling people heaven is real. Yeah, hang on, that's a good point. Like there is such a weird thing where they're like heaven exists. Uh-huh. Don't kill yourself. Don't die. They actually, they don't encourage people not to kill themselves. No, they don't. They don't say that, but they don't suggest yeah. it. They, But nobody goes, oh, the afterlife is real? Mm-hmm. I guess we should question everything we know. Do you want know to make me a theist, like a, like a hardcore evangelical Christian? Uh, definitive proof of heaven. Um. Well, I've got good news. Because the, my the, mother, the, the car. Yeah, my mother, the car exists. <laughs> Uh, no, any world where my mother the car exists is already hell. Yeah. But I totally see it for about half the episode as an effective satire. And then the cartoon character that's like, I will gladly pay you $200 for the car comes in. It's yeah. Like, the, I, oh, I guess God. that w- was that new then? I don't. It doesn't feel new. Because it, the it whole feels th- like a, uh, uh, an old character that they've. Just run out of an idea past what if the car was his mom. Well, like, uh, it, it very much it's Muppet movies. Like, I'll buy your frog legs off you right here. Yeah. That movie is about a man trying to kill and eat a puppet. We've all been there. <laughs> We've all been there. Just having a real... Just one bad day. Just one... F- just full of fuzz shit. Oh, yeah. Um, you ever think you're eating a puppet, and then it, it it tastes bad, and then it tastes delicious, and you realize you're just eating a guy's hand? We've all been there. <laughs> so, yeah, no, the My Mother of the Car, I think that's the weirdest part about it, is it feels like a Mr. Ed-style thing. So all the things are still the animal thing of, I gotta get your prized possession. I guess that is what they were saying with it trying to be a satire, but he, he admits in the interview that they gave up very quickly, and it became like a straightforward family sitcom. Yeah, and I don't know at what point they gave up. If it was in the production of the first episode, if it was studio notes or whatever. You would think they wouldn't have been noted to death because they had the monsters on the air. I think this is still early enough that that would still be happening. And yeah, they also, didn't... who are these guys that want to parody? They're like, man, these 
high concept fantasy sitcoms are getting out of control. Anyway, back to the meeting for the monsters. <laughs> like, what leg do they have to stand on? <laughs> What? No, you know what though? That's actually, I think that's the case though. Is they did one, and now they see a, it's that thing where you're doing it, and you see it everywhere. I guess, and yeah. then you can't put it away, and you're like, oh my god. And so I bet it's one of those things where that gets pitched as like, uh, kind of like the kind renaissance that's going to happen. Uh, it's that kind of thing where it gets pitched as a joke, and then it just slowly becomes more and more real until uh, yeah. they get into that space where you're like, what is? I guess we're doing my mother the car. Yeah. There is something if a pitch makes everybody laugh all the way up, uh, they will just kind of accidentally greenlight it. Well, that's why I was saying this parallels Lancelot Link in many ways. I bet this was a ton of fun to to talk out in the writer's room. Oh, yeah. I bet they had so much fun being like, and then the the, the, the car talks. <gasps> wait, but I don't get it. Who's the car? It's his mom. Wow. The stakes have been raised. Yeah. So I think it probably started as like, what happens if the horse was someone's mom? And they're like, no, it can't be a horse. That's too weird. Let's get a car. That's too. <laughs> well, that interview, it made it seem like it was literally their first idea and they didn't develop any further. My mother, the toaster. He was like, yeah, we kind of wanted to parody these kinds of shows. And then we thought, what if this guy's mom was a car? And then we ran with it. Uh, oh, I love that. He may so have been much. cutting some out from the story, but. You don't think he was giving the full oral history of my mother? First, we went to my mother, the Studebaker, and we're like, yeah. that's too many letters. Then we tried my mom, the Studebaker, and it was still too many letters. <laughs> then it was my mom, the car, too short. Too short. Nobody could follow it. My mother, the car, beautiful, yeah. poetry. So, anyway, that's some backstory on my mother, the car. Should we say what the plot of the first episode is? Yes. Okay, so the plot of the first episode is he goes to buy a car. He sits in an old car. That calls to him, kind of? Or does it honk at him? Uh, he's just kind of looking at it. He gets and it. And it, it has a sign that says Fixer Upper. I think he sits in it and then... She's like, she what's talks. up? It's me. He's like... Hey, Jerry Van Dyke. Yeah. But, oh, yes, this is another thing. A reason why I think it became so maligned as, like, the worst show ever. Because apparently, Jerry Van Dyke turned down Gilligan's Island for this. <laughs> He apparently was offered Gillian. Wow. And he did this instead. <laughs> so, like, just one more thing to the dog pile of people oh, are going man. to be like, can you believe he turned down that very successful show for this pile of crap? <laughs> for my mother, the car. He got 30 seasons, of da- 30 episodes of Dave Crabtree. Yeah. So, Dave Crabtree is uh, he's in there and they're. Uh, the mom talks to him. It's like, don't worry. The mom is so blasé about it. She is like, could but, not care less. By the way, Jerry Van Dyke in this role is eminently forgettable. I I understand they couldn't get his brother Dick. <laughs> However, this show is crying out for Don Knotts. Oh, this show needs Don Knotts so bad. Yeah, that's maybe the problem is if they're trying to do this effective satire, they really had to, like I I guess they were trying to keep it toned down. It doesn't work. No, but if you get someone kind of weird in there and you just up, like, if you're going to do something as excessive as my mother, the car, ramp it up to 11. You need Don Knotts acting erratic towards the talking car. <laughs> just yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Like, exactly. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm working on it. <laughs> Your Don Knotts is, it's, it's not fine, but no, it's, I appreciate you trying. No, everybody, it's spiritually yeah. not there. You so guys get he, it. he goes and buys the car. Yes. After his mom's like, It'd be pretty rude if you didn't buy me. Yeah. And he's like, fair point. So then he drives it home. And she's like, you can't tell your wife about us, which... <laughs> also so funny. 
She doesn't. They don't say it that way. But they do. He's like, you can't tell your wife about me, like about how I could talk. She doesn't really give a good reason. Tell your wife. Yeah, you can tell your wife. Uh, that's your mother overstepping her boundaries again. Yeah, and but he tries to tell the wife, and the car mom just will not talk in front of the wife. No. Which. It's one of those things. She was right. He, she won't believe her because she's making it difficult. <laughs> His wife would have believed him if the mom talked. Absolutely. It would have. Yeah, obviously. They would have had to. The car was talking. Yeah. It's also, it's a better show if the wife. Is knows, in on it? If she's in on it. They hide it from the kids. But then you get all kinds of arguments between the wife and the car. <laughs> like, it's you an get easy a, setup get mother, for comedy. My mother-in-law, the car, is a great. Uh, sequel series yeah because like just to fill time every now and then because the episodes do feel padded yeah there's for, def- yeah like it, it's funny if the car is looking through a window as the wife is you know cleaning up cooking food, cooking food yeah and she's like you're not putting enough spice in there <laughs> like it's funny if you get lectured by a car it's it's you get yeah, you lose your mind it's 1960s yeah. like making fun of the housewife sitcom that is it or housewife stereotype that's in every episode of this yeah if you want to do a satire of these shows satirize that aspect of the shows yes absolutely um yeah you heard me chris hayward very successful man yeah. I'm telling you how to do TV. Uh, but I mean, I would say that is a lot of what did not work from this was the kind of how that was falling apart over and over again. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, the car refuses to talk to his wife. Yep. And so then the wife is like, you got to sell the car. Yeah. we're not. Which keeping... again, the only problem in this episode is brought about by his mom. Because she's the car. Because she won't talk. So she's like, I help you fix your problems. And every episode she causes a problem. So yeah. then he goes and gets it. <laughs> so mad at this car. Yeah. So then he goes and gets it uh, fixed up, painted to look real nice. Yep. And then this car collector comes by. He's like, I'll give you money for the car. And he keeps upping the price and upping the price. Classic. Just full. Uh, and it's also, it's, I think it's, it's, the wife is fully in the right. It's a 1928, like, beat up car that this guy left. He went to go buy a car. Be like, imagine it's like, you expect him to come home with just like a nice, good, like, regular modern car that they just come up with like a thing they still have to walk Flintstone style with. Yeah. He could have, he, he should have got a second car. Yeah. He should have been like, mom, you got to help me make more money so I can get a second car. So my wife will get off my back. About you. About you. Yeah. That is, by the way, here's the thing. More moms would be in heaven and be like, you know what? I could live with my son again. I could go be a car. Yeah. That's her way of living with her son again. I mean, we didn't see a bunch of episodes, but it would have actually been really funny if there was an episode where we found out everyone in the neighborhood was being, was like their mom was a car. <laughs> she was like, I just couldn't be away from you. And they all reincarnated. It's like, wait a minute, your mom's a car too? <laughs> <laughs> just... By the way, better name for the show, Reincarnated. Yeah, thank you. Uh, is she immortal? I mean. Can she die again? Like, if the car dies, where does she go? Like if the yeah, is, is, if if the mom came back and committed like a lot of manslaughter and hit and runs, mm, does she go to hell? Yeah, like can you reverse? Wow. That's why no one leaves because they're like, I don't want to actually fuck this up. I see how hard it is to get into heaven. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm curious. Like, what part is 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 it the metal that contains her soul? <laughs> is it the the fact that it can combust? 
So, like, yeah, if you change a tire, is that, like, when she gets back to heaven, will she have a different leg? Yeah. Like, is, like, one of her feet going to be different? <laughs> There's so many questions from, I wish my mother the car had really got into this kind of world. My stepfather the tire. <laughs> <laughs> Just family members keep reincarnating as yeah. car parts. Different with their powers combined. My family tree is a Mustang. My felon uncle the tire iron. <laughs> Hey guys, if you're enjoying the episode, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to see more episodes, comment different ones you want to see. Post it on our Instagrams, wherever. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at DPIC Comedy. If you want to follow Daniel, it's at Daniel F. Crow. Also, weird thing, I meant to mention this in the episode, I totally forgot, but um, My Mother the Car also had a weird star. We didn't watch any of these episodes with her, but Del Close, the founder of Improv, is also in the show for like three episodes which is very weird okay that's for seven people who will be very excited about that tiktok follow me on tiktok at d no follow me on tiktok at lit grandma 69 and uh i think that's it all right yeah bottle episodes check it out okay wow i'm gonna cut this to pieces uh keep enjoying the episode oh yeah my comedy special goblin king Okay, so then uh, the second episode. Well, no, we didn't oh, even yeah, finish yeah. this first episode. So then uh, the rich guy is like, uh, I'll give you $1,000. And the wife's like, we got to take that. That's a great deal. Adjusted for inflation, that's like $9,000. Yeah, it's pretty good for a 40-year-old car. Yeah. Also, why does that guy want that car that bad? It's for sex reasons, right? Yeah, he says he's a collector, and it's the one he's missing. Yeah, that's the one car he's missing? Mm-hmm. Uh, he should he should also know that there's a talking self-driving car. Yeah, I feel like he might want it more or less after that. No, like he should be a devious mad scientist who wants to harness the power of the car. Oh, like a dog a with the, like a dog with the blog style situation. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah, the villain knows the dog can talk and is trying to get the mm-hmm. dog. Um so then the wife's like deal and then the guy's like uh no deal what are you talking about so they go and lock the guy that wants to buy the car in the garage classic negotiating move and then the mom's like i got this tell him to pay 1500 and then they'll get your wife off your back and you don't have to sell which yeah is not a good plan the at that point (laughs) if she's just working casually with like the spiritual creator that uh up there He's like, you got to help. Could you imagine being such a fuck up? Dave Crabtree, he thinks he's doing fine, but he's such a fuck up. The only person willing to come down from heaven is his mom. No, his mom being like, he's fucking up so bad. I have to stop it. God's like, listen, anyone could go, but you should probably get out of here. He seemed to be doing fine, though. That's what's crazy. His life didn't seem like it had any big problems that needed to be fixed. Look, why is it like my mother, the homeless shelter? Like yeah. opening up to be a sentient hopeless shelter. That's also why someone like Don Knotts works better in this role. He looks like a sad sack. He's a fuck up. Don Knotts is a perpetual fuck up in his shows in yeah. a good way. It's funny. That's the whole point. This guy shouldn't have a wife and kids. This character. If he no. Needs, if he needs his mom to turn his life around. He has enough that a, a, there's a wife already and a child. He should be uh, like his boss should minimize him at his job at every step. There should be like a secretary that. He likes, but he can't talk to. But you can tell she's also like into him and just waiting for him to make the move. Yeah, okay. And his mom should be helping him with these things. You know, conflict. <laughs> I would actually love the idea if uh, 
my mother the car took like a weird little shop of horrors Aubrey two turn. Yeah. <laughs> where the car's just like must need oil, <laughs> must need gas. I mean that would be an effective satire of the shows they were trying to make fun of. Uh anyway, so he goes in and he's like, Pay me fifteen hundred and the guy agrees and the wife just suddenly gets it. She's like, Oh, we can get even more money out of this guy. And she's like, You can go. Which no. Get more money out. Get of more money. Like that's not how that interaction would end. No, the she'd wife, just be like two thousand, and then eventually she would be like, "Okay, we're not getting any more than this," and then she would sell him the car. Yeah, for like ten grand. But also, here's the other thing: the car can drive itself. It'll escape. Yeah, it can escape. Okay, new pitch: revenge thriller. They sell the car. The mom comes back and she's pissed. Yeah, it's a uh, it's that Stephen King. Yeah, the truck that chases. Yeah. My mother, the vengeance. So, honestly, what he should have done to convince his wife, because the car doesn't have to talk at that point, he would have just been like, get in, it drives itself. That would have convinced her. Yeah. That would have absolutely, maybe, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, like, or that asks, that uh, that opens more questions. I do love the idea that You're guy- right, as it stands, there are no questions. <laughs> You know, it's an airtight <laughs> plot on My Mother the Car. So that's the end of the first episode, I think, right? Um, yeah. And Jeez. then we get to the highest rated episode. And we do the show to see if they get better at any point. Yeah, And well, I'm of the opinion they got worse. I absolutely think it got worse. I think it lost the few things that were interesting about the first episode. Like the psychological terror of no one believing you that your mom is a car. <laughs> You think I got edited out in notes? No, I think they got bored of it, or it had most, mostly been edited out during the pilot. Like, the network didn't like it. It's possible that everything we're suggesting about this guy's life actually being in shambles was present, but the network was like, no, just make it a family sitcom. And then, and then sudden, they and then just kind of gave up. And then you can... The thing is, you can do all the lazy sitcom stuff with your talking and inanimate object. And they did. The jokes, I, I didn't laugh. You said there was someone in the pilot that made you laugh? Yeah, I really, I'm trying to look up because I thought I wrote them down, but I may have not. But it was just like, I think I didn't write them down because it almost caught me off guard. Yeah. Like, But there were just like little things where I was like, oh, that's funny. That's cute. I like that. Like, I, It might also be the thing of uh, my standards were low enough that... Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, we've just watched enough of these that I can understand when I'm like, well, technically... Uh, and also, I will say, uh, there is a level of, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, like, car. Yes, there's a level of car. It's Because it's an older sitcom, there are some jokes. Oh, you have leniency for it. I have a little bit more leniency, and some of the jokes are clever for the time, for sure. Sure. Uh, uh, there's a joke that baffles me at the start of the episode that we watched, though. Yeah? Because, uh... The mom mentions Shirley Temple to the kids. Okay. And the kids say, who's Shirley Temple? And I was born 30 years after this show came out. And I've known who Shirley Temple is my whole life. How do these kids not know who Shirley Temple is? (laughs) I think the thing is, uh, Shirley Temple had a comeback. Okay. I guess that's possible. I figured she was always in the limelight to a degree. Uh, like, Macaulay Culkin has never really left the limelight. 
Um, no, are always, Pete, Macaulay Culkin left the limelight for No, him. no, he wasn't like in movies and stuff. But, yeah, but we know about From Home Alone. But you would still see like people reference Macaulay Culkin in shows or I'm movies. I'm saying if you grew up 20 year, 15, 20 years after us, Macaulay Culkin is just a weird thing that kind of exists. And you're like, oh, wait, the Home Alone thing or something? I Maybe. guess we need to ask a kid who's like six years old now, if they know who Macaulay Culkin is. Oh, guaranteed my nephew does not know who Macaulay Culkin is. Okay, well, I look like an idiot. Uh, yeah. Uh, though, here's the thing is, if I tell him what it what it is, he'll like the name. Can we pause the recording you call your nephew, find out if he knows who Macaulay Culkin is? Uh... No, I don't, I don't actually don't care enough. I was about to say, I was like trying to do the calculation of like, is he in school? I don't know what the like... Yeah. <laughs> Is he home alone? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about my mother, the ventriloquist. Yeah, that is our episode. Uh, boy. So, yeah, the concept being of the whole show is uh, like much like people recommend a show to you and they'll be like, the pilot's bad or something or like a maligned show. It's like sometimes though, those shows get really good and fun. Riverdale is much maligned in its first season and now people just kind of figured out what it is and it's insane and fun. So like I would love like... I was rooting for this to get better or more polished or sit in itself better. I mean, in fairness, I think it's better than its reputation is. Yes. I don't think it's good, but I think it's better than its reputation. I think it's the it's one of the original bad shows, mm-hmm. so it's carrying that mantle for a lot. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this episode is not good. No, it's, it's actively worse. Uh, the jokes are lame. The plot is nonsense. Yeah, I'm kind of not even fully sure what the plot was. The plot is as follows. He wants to get air conditioning to keep the car cool because it's a hot hot car summer. Okay, hot and car his, summer. His mom is going to get too hot, so he wants to get air conditioner for the car blowing into the engine. Yep. And so Great, yes. that's going to cost money, but then his wife wants an air conditioner for the house because a hot house summer. Yeah, which makes sense. She's trying to get the kids to butter him up. Mm-hmm. She's like teaching the kids to like grovel to the dad, yeah, so that they could get an air conditioner. Which is just one of those things where you're like, oh, yep, that's what it used to be. Yeah. So then, he's like, I can do both if I land this big client. Oh. Uh, and okay. he blows it at the dinner, or the lunch meeting with the client. Yep. But then the client has this big party, where he has entertainers and i guess our main character can play banjo so initially he was going to offer his services as a banjo player but it went so poorly in the meeting that he never gets the chance (laughs) so then they hang out in the parking lot and his mom the car she's got a great idea they hang out inside there is a weird sexual element to the whole show yeah mom is doing a weird thing where i'm like there's like edipal levels of like i know it's best you have to just trust everything i say this was only a few years after psycho get inside me yeah. Yeah. There's so a lot, there's a of, lot like, of psycho going on in it. There, You could feel that's, that's what I was saying. Like the psychological horror elements that were present in the first episode. Yeah. Like, can the mother, like, is the mother the whole car? Like, is he sitting on his mom's lap? I, I don't know. Sort of. Or is he just like sitting in her like collective consciousness, which seems weirder? There was actually, I want to go back to the end of the first episode real quick because it ends on after they decide not to sell the car. Yeah. And the wife's like, what should we do for dinner? And he's like, why don't we go somewhere the whole family can eat? And then they cut to, they're at like a drive-in. Uh-huh. So it's him, his wife, his kids in the car. And he goes, somewhere the whole family can eat. 
And that feels like a Twilight Zone ending, where like someone is trapped in the car. Yeah, like against their will. Yeah, yeah. Someone like uh, someone dies, and then they get trapped in the car forever. That's and, like that felt intentional to me. That felt like they really almost got the. They satire. got to the creepy part, and which they even quite... if they had pulled it off, people I don't think would have understood at the time and would have hated it. But <laughs> retroactively, you would have been like, "This is actually really weird and interesting." But they don't do enough of it, sadly. Uh, but in this episode, he is, so they wait in the parking lot, and she's like, "I got an idea." You're going to be a ventriloquist. He's like, I don't know anything about ventriloquism. <laughs> and she's like, are you stupid? I'm a talking car. <laughs> and he's like, oh, right. <laughs> so then he uh, waits in the parking lot. And when the guy comes out, the car starts talking in, in their sexy old lady voice. Yeah. And she is like doing like a flirty thing. Oh, the yeah. Whole she time. keeps being like, get over here, big boy. Hey. And then he comes over there. And he's not upset that it was this guy flirting with him. No, because it's he likes such it. a good job doing a hot car voice. And then he's like, this is really impressive. Listen, I'm going to sign you as my corporate lawyer as long as you do your ventriloquism act at my party. I love as, the idea that people are good at business. Can you do that ventriloquism car act that makes me horny in front of all of my friends and clients? Can they're, you do that? Can you they're going to get horny, too. Can you get me all hot and bothered? Um, and so he's like, yeah, I can do that. So then he goes and he pays for the air conditioner mm-hmm. and he gets ready to go to the party and the client is insistent on driving him. He's like, you can't take your car. You're my client. How dare you offer to drive yourself? Also, you need the car there. That's one of the, oh no, he just wants him to do the ventriloquism without the car. Yeah. No, no, he doesn't know. He doesn't want him to do ventriloquism about the car. He's just like, I'm going to give you a ride. You're my client. It's rude if you don't accept this ride. Which, easy way to play that off would be like, you know what, actually? I'll give you a ride. Uh, yeah. Don't worry. I wanted Mama's to get, in charge. I've got a bit of a classic car. I'd love to give you a ride, sir. Sir. Um. <laughs> so, anyway, he leaves without the car. And then... The wife closes the garage door so the car can't get out. Oh, no. He's at the party, and then we cut to the party, and there's a band playing. I think they were called the Spats. Okay. I looked them up because I weren't sure if they were a real band. They were a real band. Yeah. And they have a Wikipedia page. Uh-huh. Things were going pretty well for the Spats. Okay. Things were happening. They they were chosen to be the band that played the opening of Tomorrowland at Disneyland. Okay. They, they got a spot on American Bandstand. Did this Casey Kasem out? featured them on his radio show. Oh, no. And then all of them got drafted to Vietnam and they broke up. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> what a what a twist in the story of the spats. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Not no. all. Of them, just most of them got drafted to Vietnam and that was the end of the spats. That they had a spat. They yeah. Real, yeah. They make it out. The spat. It doesn't say. No information out there on what ended up with the spat. It's just like it's the history of the spat. Things are going well, looking like they're going to be a hit band, and then they all got drafted. That's just how the Wikipedia page ends. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! God, right. it's tough to find out that uh, my mother the car was part of your peak. Yeah, yeah. Poor spats. Oh. Um. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus Christ! What? Yeah. They all went to Vietnam. Guys, stop the military industrial complex. If uh, we Stop the car mother industrial complex. No, if this show had ran for a couple more seasons, the Spats would have been in it. Oh, forever. yeah, they would have been reincarnated as cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
They come back at their, as their instruments, which is also weird and sexual. Dude, if, if it had run like 10 seasons, by the end, they would have all been back from war. They would have been playing Creed's Clearwater Revival songs. Just disillusioned with everything. Oh, man. Um, so then the car manages to break out of the garage and starts rushing over to the party. Yep. Meanwhile, the the boss is like, you got to do your ventriloquism act right now. You got to do it now. You got to do it now. He's like, I'm not ready. He's like, too bad. I have a dummy for you. He just pulls a ventriloquist dummy out of nowhere and hands it to him. Can you imagine just having, like, just ready, like... That's why it was a sex thing for him. Because he heard the ventriloquism act, got all hot and bothered, and then he just has this lady ventriloquist dummy ready. He just had it. He had it at, at his house. Yeah, that, you don't, you don't just, like, there's one day notice. I think, I think it had a name, too. It probably had a name. Yeah, it, like, had a name. He's like, here, take... I don't take remember. whatever her name is. Ugh, I'm sure it was all... Uh, <laughs> yeah. The whole thing was just very... And so then he starts doing... Bad ventriloquism. Yep. And the boss is fuming. But then the car pulls up right away. She starts doing it. And it's going great. And the boss is... He loves in, it. He's insatiably horny for this ventriloquism. Yeah, so horny. He'll spend real life thousands upon <laughs> thousands of dollars <laughs> on a corporate lawyer who might not be good. No, who can the just only... do ventriloquism in his eyes. That's... Listen, if you're a lawyer, just get one other skill, apparently. Yeah. Banjo or ventriloquism. Yeah, just any one thing yeah. to learn to tell people you could do it. So then he goes back home and the air conditioner is working and his family is too cold. They're all <laughs> wearing jackets. And that's how the episode ends. Yep, that's it. We uh, never mentioned how descriptive the theme song is, though. Oh, the theme songs, are, they've already heard it. They've heard it early in the episode, but I want to discuss. Yeah. It's maybe the most descriptive theme song I've ever heard. I'm trying to think, because there are some that are really, but like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it is as uh, descriptive as like a lot of like a Gilligan's Island okay. or something. Perhaps I phrased wrong what I meant by like the most descriptive. It's most needlessly descriptive because it's already called My Mother the Car. Oh, yeah. We know so what's So when in the theme, he's like, and then my mom came back as a car. Like, yeah, man. It's called My Mother the Car. We also just watched the first seed. Where his mom is a car. Yeah, my mother the car doesn't need a lot of description. Oh, but also, the the theme song starts off with them being like, "Guys, <laughs> we all know reincarnation is real. Everybody comes back sooner or later. And eventually, you might be you might be a cat, you might be an alligator. Who knows? But they also get way too descriptive with the kind of car in the theme song. Like it's a nineteen twenty eight Porter. I know you were going to ask. Everybody asks what kind of car. I know you were going to. I do love the idea of. Uh, uh, Jerry Van Dyke as uh, this Dave Crabtree doing stand-up as that be like, what's it like having a mom as a car? Everyone wants to know what type of model it is. Why? You're not going to go for a ride. I bet. Uh, you know what? I bet that was another thing that influenced public perception about this being one of the worst shows ever. I bet he was making fun of it in his stand-up. Jerry Van Dyke? Yeah. Did Jerry Van Dyke do stand-up? Pretty sure he started off in stand-up. I don't know. I mean. You know, like 60s stand-up. Yeah. But, but, like, if you were in this big of a bomb, why wouldn't you make fun of it? It's just a funny name. No, exactly. It's also, it's it's a cop rock. Cop rock is the exact same. Where, yeah. No, cop rock is worse. Cop rock is actively terrible. Um, I, you know, cop rock is more interesting. Yes, for sure. Every now and then they'd be like, okay, that's weird happening in cop rock. But it was actively harder. This show was, like, a little bland. That yeah, it's, be... it's mostly boring. Yeah. The Cop most Rock excited was, you've gotten was me telling you that there was a band in 
that all got drafted to Vietnam. Yeah, I mean, listen, yeah. that's that's insane. That like that just they were they were on their way up. I'm sure that happened to a lot of bands. Yeah. Ah, fuck. <laughs> oh. Okay. Wait. Didn't did the crazy money guy come back? I thought there was like a chase. Um. Or no, that was in the first episode. Yeah, that was in the first episode. When, I, I I assume he's recurring. Yeah, he's very much recurring. Oh, but not in the second episode. Fun fact: uh, Maggie Pierce, the person who played uh, the car, yeah, uh, Barbara Crabtree. She it, this was the second to last thing she did. Oh man, she died of embarrassment. No, she was alive till 2010. Oh, it just killed her career. It completely. She did my mother the car, and then in the year after, she did the fastest guitar alive. Which was a western, the South is losing the Civil War, and the coffers are nearly empty. A group of Confederate spies steals a shipment of gold, and now there's uh, other others know about the gold and steal it from them. But the spies have a secret weapon: a guitar that shoots bullets. <laughs> Wait, oh, hold on. So it's a pro-Confederate movie? Yeah, starring Roy Orbison. Roy, no. What? Roy. Confederate general in El Paso. Others know about the gold and seek to steal it from them, but the spies have a secret weapon, a guitar that shoots bullets. This is devastating to find out. It's a pro-Confederacy guitar bullet movie. I, I hate to find... Roy. Michael Moore directed it. Different one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a career Michael Moore had when he was just a child. He directed a pro-Confederacy <laughs> movie and then came back around and made... So there have been plans to make Roy Orbison a star in five movies. MGM have given him a five-picture contract. But after this film proved to be such a critical and commercial flop, no more were made. And he didn't get to do any other movies till the 80s. This actually really made me sad. That took you out? That's the one? Yeah, I don't like like finding out that Roy Orbison did a pro-Confederacy movie, man. It did so bad. The worst time for a Roy Orbison movie. Do you know what I found out earlier this week? Yeah. Because the last podcast episode that came out, I, we talked about Dolly Parton, and I was like, I bet, nice lady. Yeah. You know, she played um, played concerts in South Africa during apartheid when people were like, don't do that. She played concerts for the government. Uh, I was sad to find that out, too. I mean, I don't know. Nobody's perfect. I'm feeling the, I'm feeling the same say. way I found out like just about Roy Orbison right now. Yeah. No, that's really... Yeah, yeah. it's a bummer. It's really a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Dolly Parton justifying being like, okay, I did that, but then I used all that money to pay for books for to, all these kids. To be clear, she wasn't the only one. There were a lot of people that did these. Like, oh, were, okay. The government set up a resort where they were like, you can do things here. The UN won't complain, but the UN was like, this is not cool. You shouldn't play these there. Gotcha. But she was like, yeah, man. Uh, anyway, none of those things are a worse crime than my mother, the car. I, I mean... Yeah. Fastest guitar alive looks real bad. Yeah. We got we got derailed pretty big time here. That's fine. Uh, there, there's not a lot of rails. It's a car. Yeah. You can go wherever you true. want. That's the dream of the open road. My mom, the subway car. <laughs> if they said this in New York. Mom, how many homeless men peed on you today? <laughs> uh, maybe she's just in the engine. Maybe the mom is like in the core of the car. So she, yeah, because he wants to blow the air conditioner on. For cool. that. But that just might be like, like, I get warm, but my whole body's not always warm. Yeah, I don't know. Is I, I don't know. So many man. questions. Speaking if of, you, what what would you do to improve this show? I've had enough of okay, talking about sorry, my mother. One the car. more question: If okay. we replace, if we ship of Theseus the car and replaced every one of its pieces over the seven years, would it still be the same car? 
<laughs> would yeah. it be the same mother? No, I think it would just be on a normal car, and there'd be a very tragic scene where he takes out the last piece, and she's like, you can't take this out. This will kill me. <laughs> and, the, and then the mechanic takes it out and just stops talking. And then he comes back, and he's like, Mom? 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 And then it just fades to black. That's probably the finale. Yeah, 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 probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured out how I'd improve it. That's how you'd improve it with that scene? No, uh, what would I improve? Uh, I would, honestly, uh, I'd ramp up the sexual tension. I'd make the mom go way brassier and be real wild. It would have never made its air in the 60s if that had been. Or yeah, all right, that's fair. you want her flirting with, like, other cars? I want her flirting with cars. Like she sees a new sports car and she's like, let me over Ooh. there. Ooh. And she, no, she literally honks. She should be able to recognize other people reincarnated as cars. Yes. Well, apparently no one else comes down. That's, like, that would probably be their, like... Honestly, if they were world building properly, that would have been their season two as you introduce another car. Yeah. Or a lot of cars. A lot of cars. Oh, the car cinematic universe. And there's just like a whole bunch of guys sitting in their cars holding up books to the rear view mirror so their moms can have a book club. <laughs> I uh, I wonder if they've done a book club style thing where they just like had it uh, like had like she's just reading with her headlights. Yeah. yeah well, no, she, she says she can see through her mirrors. Okay. She says that in the first episode. But I actually don't know. Maybe she can see through the lights. Maybe she has like a, a million eyes like a fly. <laughs> and she's got real weird vision. If we do this show again, if we start doing repeats, uh, we will be doing this episode, which is uh, after returning home from a bridge game, the arguing crab, crab trees are held hostage by jewelry store robbers. <laughs> okay. That's the final episode. That's how it ends. Yeah. I hope they die. You think, you think that's how it ends? I hope you it think ends it, tragically, yeah. You think it's a murder? I hope the mother is stuck on Earth without her family. That's how I would improve it. The whole family dies in a car crash, but the mother survives. And it becomes her story of having to live on this Earth, unable to die. My mother, with- the car, processing grief. Yeah. That would be my improvement. And they, they're all in heaven. They don't want to go back. She's been nothing but trouble. <laughs> She getting she got into an accident. She's yeah. also got to recover. She has to. You do the like the story of like you know like uh someone speaking of Vietnam soldiers getting back and going through yeah. physical rehabilitation, but it's the mom doing that with a car crash. Yeah, one of the spats returns and gets her <laughs> their new car. <laughs> uh, okay. How would you improve the show? I just said yeah, like it's I would kill dark. off the family. In a yeah, car right, crash. right. Okay. Uh, recommend. Let's recommend shows that uh, we anything. Related, unrelated. Night Rider. What? Night Rider. Would you recommend Night Rider? Not really, but it's another talking. No, car that's show. not. That's not the point. Then the point is to recommend a show that you think is good. Doesn't have to be car related. Um, what show do I want to recommend? What have I been I watching mean, recently? Yeah, you know what? When I was a kid, I would watch reruns of Gilligan's Island and enjoy them. So don't don't make the same mistake Jerry Van Dyke did. <laughs> watch Gilligan's Island. Yeah. I love that as, uh, yeah, that I I like that you're like, I remember it being okay. I was a kid. But yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, what I would recommend, uh, I'm going to recommend uh, Casual. Have I done that? Or Platonic. Platonic. I don't think you have. Okay, Platonic. It's a great show. It came out uh, pretty recently. It's Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. And they were really close friends. And then uh, they both got married and kind of like stopped being friends. They've never done anything sexual, but they're just actual, like, close, intimate friends, and then they reconnect after his divorce. So much like the relationship between the man and his mom, Car. Yes, exactly. There's a lot of weird sexual tension, but they're just trying to help each other out. Good night, everybody. Good night.